Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Podcast. Hi, Ma. Hi, Dal. As always, how are you? I'm good. Getting bigger? Yes. It's, I can still fit at the desk and put my face to the microphone, but we'll oh. see what happens in nine weeks' time if I can still do that. Yeah. You look very good, though. <sighs> Thank you. I feel just a nice little ball in front. Heavy. Yes, which is why it feels very heavy. So nine weeks and counting. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have an extra little visitor in this room yes <laughs> and hopefully not making noise anyway yeah we'll wait and see what happens with that so stay tuned mm-hmm. um we've had mother's day we, we had did. a lovely mother's day we did actually yeah we went to canberra it was so nice it was very nice the boys and jeremy my son jordana's brother joined with his yeah. partner nicole and it was lovely and it was so nice because you didn't have any commitments because your mother-in-law is overseas. She's overseas, that's right. And so we could just say, let's, let's do let's it. Let's go. Which we did, which yeah. was really nice. Well, it was very nice. The boys had a lovely time. They did. And it was our, it was really a first introduction to a winter, which we haven't had in a yes, while. Saturday was freezing. Freezing. But we were dressed appropriately. Hmm. So we all we survived. Fine. Yeah. No, it Boys was... enjoyed the art exhibition. Yeah, that was great. And Thank all the... God, I was a bit, bit nervous about that. <laughs> we, we did have... Touching a... paintings we, we, and we paying did, millions we... of dollars yeah, to We did have them. a security guard who was hovering over us because of the boys. a bit concerned, but they were very respectful. I thought they were. I thought yeah. they were very well behaved, very yes. impressed. Yeah. And then we, you know, afterwards we let them run around in the sculpture garden, sculpture yeah, garden which was beautiful and it became a little bit sunnier as well. Yeah. And no, it was very nice. Yeah. Highly recommend for young families going mm. to Canberra. There's mm. lots. We didn't even no, we do didn't. half no. of what you could do in Canberra for kids. Yeah. No. So Great destination and not too far. That's right. As long as you have iPads in the car. Little plug, little plug for Canberra. Little plug for Canberra. Go visit Canberra. Mm. And then the ski field, I think Corrin Forest is what it's called, which yes. we didn't do. But I think that that's really good for kids too. It's a bit further out. Oh, is it? It's like 45 minutes from oh, Canberra. Okay. So nice introduction. Something else to do for winter time. Yeah, if you just, don't want to go to the ski fields. Yes, but just definitely pack warm clothes mm. and shoes because. Canberra's definitely cold. Yeah, a little bit icier than here. Yes, but still nice. Mm. So today we have Ella and her mum, Tamara. So Ella recently won the Great British Bake No, not British. <laughs> no, oh, no. my goodness. Because you no. That's <sighs> what I'm obsessed with as well, Great Australian, Australian Bake, Bake Off. Off. Yes. Um, and she has three kids herself and calls herself an amateur baker and I would. Far from. Highly argue with that one mm, mm. given have a look at her instagram um what she did or look at the bake-off instagram as well she was incredible i'm obsessed with bake-off which is why i reached out to her because i just loved it i if you watch it eat first though because otherwise you get very hungry and want dessert and i'm not going to make anything that they made Anyway, she was she was really lovely, down to earth. Yeah. So was a mum. Yeah. You and know, her mum is a gynecologist of many many years and still working. So she undersold herself. Oh, given definitely. What yeah. She, yeah. What do, what do what you do? What she's done. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but she's in Perth, and Ella at the moment is in Sydney. So they will reunite very soon. Yes. So she, we worked out. She was just down the road. 
Yes, yeah, which not was, that we were stalking. No, but it was so but funny. We, we did manage to work it out. We also have a, a brief interlude where Ella and I get very deep about our time in New York. So apologies, we just got a bit carried away. Having been in New York without the kids, I think I was just escaping back to my my time there. Mm. Before Except I, I think three. she ended up. She had, had one, one child, yes. yes, very bravely. Mm. I did not. But then discovered that it wasn't the place for her to bring up her yeah. children and moved, yeah, I don't moved blame her. back home. Yes, I don't blame her. So it was a really lovely chat about what she's been up to and what she's going to do post Bake Off. And if anyone considers themselves an amateur baker, definitely apply because mm. it's, 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 a, it's a nice competitive show. It's not a... A nasty one. Mm. That's I think that's why it's so popular. Yes. Well, I think she said she also made friends from there. Yeah, and they're very nice. Like they're nice to each other. It's mm, supportive it's, to each other. Yeah, it's a competition, but still they're very helpful mm. towards each other. So it's um very wholesome family show. Lovely. Yes. Lots of recommendations for families. So enjoy Ella and Tamara. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Go for it, Me first? Yes. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So um, I'm a mum. <clears throat> I've got three children. Ella's the middle one. I've got six grandchildren. Ella's got three of those. Uh, <laughs> and I work as a gynaecologist in a nutshell. That's it. Oh, and I live at home with my husband's the other thing. <laughs> Well, Just the two of us I, now. I was going to say that oh, very, very brief, but th- I'm sure that's a very full life. I'm <laughs> sure it keeps you very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I, oh, it's weird to, that question. So weird somehow. Um, I also am a mum of three. I'm a creative copywriter. I work for Fluey Learning, which is an ed tech startup. Um, that tutor, it's for online tutoring for kids in years two to 12. I do their creative copywriting and um, I like to bake in my spare time. And yes, I have three kids, live at home with my husband. Uh, we have two cats that mum is currently babysitting back in Perth. Oh. And yeah, that's me. And I love how you say like you bake in your spare time, but meanwhile you just won. Great Australian Bake Off. But that's okay. I love that you just yeah, like, you don't even, bake don't in even my put, spare don't time. Don't even put that in, in like what you've done or what you do. Like you're obviously, you know. Spoiler alert for if you yes. haven't seen it yet, that's your fault because it's um it's been out for a little while. But, yeah, I love that you say, in my spare time I bake. Got to throw that one in there, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was on the Great Australian Bake Off and I won this season. Yay! So that's really exciting. Congratulations. So amazing. Thank you. So, Tamara, what was Ella like as a child? She was a perfect baby hmm. um, <laughs> to start at the beginning. Yes. Um, if I ever took her out with me shopping or whatever, people used to come and touch her because mm. she was just like a little doll. She just used to sit there in the in the shopping basket. And she hadn't really changed much. She's continued to be perfect, really. Oh, isn't that lovely? She's, she, yeah, as a child she was uh, gentle and loved animals and, uh, was great to have around the house. We really never disagreed about anything except bedtime occasionally. <laughs> uh, she loved to sing and dance and read and draw and all those exciting creative things that mums love to be involved in. <laughs> um, she, Her sister was her best friend. They got on really well, when, particularly as they got a bit older. Um, what else can I say about her? She she always loved to be in the kitchen. We started cooking together, I think, in her very early teens and she quickly took over the baking side of things because that I'm I'm an inconsistent baker. You know, sometimes it's good and it's never consistent. 
But she became the biscuit queen of the of all our friends. So by the time I think she was 12 or 13, whenever we had to go somewhere and take a dish as a family, Ella baked biscuits. Mm. Um, and they were always amazing. And in those early days, she didn't follow a recipe to oh, make them. Oh, gosh. And which was always, well, that was always amazing to me because I'm a recipe girl, mm. I'm, you know, mm. orderly recipe girl. But she, I, and I asked her once. I said, "Well, <clears throat> how do you do it?" She said, "I just taste it till I get the right amount of sugar in and the amount of butter tastes right." And hmm. they were always amazing. So she started using recipes a bit later in her teens. But we we from the, from a cooking point of view, <clears throat> she she used to do the desserts and baking, whereas I would do the main courses whenever we entertained and we spent a lot of time in the kitchen together that's so in that's her very, late teens and it's very nice very nice bonding time to be able to do that yeah it's it's nice memories yeah, as yeah, well yeah, to have in the you know yeah because it's always the thing to trigger memories of smells or sounds and things like that so definitely when you cook together mm. there's a lot of sensory memory that goes with it so I'm sure it, it's a nice thing and it's a nice team effort if one does dessert and the other one does main. So yeah. at least no one's that exhausted by the we, end. We always, yeah, we always seem to fit well in the kitchen together. You know, sometimes you have other people in your kitchen and you think, oh, I wish they'd just yes. get out. But we yes. always seem to be able to do this ballet around each other where, you know, we sort of didn't kind of get in each other's mm. way. When she... When she went away to New York and when she came back, it took us a little while to readjust. But, um, you know, she'd say, get out of my way, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we've always <laughs> been good together in the kitchen. That's sweet. That's nice. Ella, what was your first memory of baking? Because clearly it started from a very young age. Yeah, um, I think it was what, what mum was just talking about. I remember um, in school coming home for because we're, we're Jewish and we, we do Friday night dinners with the family, big deal with all the family, and mum worked on Fridays. So when I came home from school, I was kind of in charge of preparing the meal and I just I have vivid memories of kind of moving on from putting a chicken in the oven to then you know putting a chicken and doing a little vegetable dish or something to then adding the biscuits on <laughs> and um yeah I just have memories of pulling things out of the pantry and just kind of mixing them all together and seeing if it would would work um so yeah those I mean I don't know it wasn't really baking it was more of an experiment at the time but those are kind of my earliest memories I think I think a lot of baking wood is sort of like an experiment because you've got to be very, well, for most people, very specific in terms of measurements and following the recipe, but clearly you didn't. Some people have a gift where they just yes. don't need to. And uh, clearly, Ella, you do. You have the gift. Well, there were many, many terrible things back in the day that I baked. <laughs> Mum, remember? They were just inedible, but... It was all part of the trying, of course, of course. Yeah, a few failures. <laughs> and and your yeah. sibling, I mean, you obviously have a sister. You have a brother as a brother. Do yeah. they cook as well, or did they kind of know what their strengths were, and they just left it all to you? Yeah, they didn't touch the oh, kitchen really? for a very long time. Remember, Mum? I think that they. My sister's only just now so, started this year, really baking yeah. and cooking and she's really yeah, great. She, now that she's got her own family. Yep, yeah, she's a great mm. cook now. She used to make the salads though. Els, do you remember that? That was her thing. She used to make creative salads. Oh, did she? I don't remember Until that. your mother-in-law she... took over. Sorry to go. <laughs> she always set the table. She's very creative in like decorating and that mm. kind of yes. thing. And she decorates serviettes in mm. pretty ways and things like that. So that was her thing. So and that's a good yeah. family. It's a good yeah, family say. unit because everyone had their own thing to do. Yeah. So I think that's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. And your brother? Yeah. No, obviously yeah. not. <laughs> no, no. I, he he used to peel the eggs. Do you remember? Peel the eggs for one of our festivals. And um, 
Yeah, that was it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. But you know surprisingly, what? Surprisingly, this turned into a good cook too. Well, that's good. It clearly not, runs in the family. Obviously, obviously, there is a very strong yeah. genetic, yeah. you know, uh, cooking gene. Cooking gene there. <laughs> yeah, if everybody is very yeah. capable, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he does quite a lot of cooking in his own house now, which. If you'd asked me, I you wouldn't have would thought never so. Have predicted that really. I think it's great. I think no, it's wonderful if a man can so. cook. Honestly, yeah. I, I think they should be more self-sufficient and in the kitchen. Really, Although peeling eggs. I have to say, especially yeah. for Passover, if someone's willing to do that, I'd give that. I'd give them that job in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> that is a great job not to do. Great job. Yes, mm. yeah. you can pass that off to anybody else. That's a that's a great one to pass off. I think that's a good one. And to both of you, even though I know you've got different strengths in the kitchen, but what is your favourite dish to cook together? Oh, this is a, we went through a stage. Yeah, macarons. We, because oh. we, I think we watched maybe a pro, like a Nigella episode and she was making macarons and we decided, oh, we're going to make macarons. And then it, mm-hmm. we failed miserably because they're very technical. Miserably. Yes, they are. Yeah, I have never attempted. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, we tried seven different recipes or something mm. like that, and we enrolled in a macaron making course. And by the end of it, we were pros. Oh, and we wow! Making for everything. Yeah, but obviously, as you say, it's not um, not for the faint-hearted. Like you know. Yeah, they're technical. You've got to know. No, you can go wrong. Um, yeah. Well, they look. Yeah, they we, look so delicate. Time-consuming. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I won't put that on my but they're hit tasty. list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they oh, they're great, and I understand why they cost so much because yes, they're extremely fiddly, and I have, I think yeah. I bought a macaron recipe book once in the thought that I'd make them, and no, I read the recipe. I was like, why did I ever think that was going to happen? Some. Go and buy some. I buy some. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually really nice to do with two people doing it at the same time. So when we had the opportunity to do them together. That's nice. Great. It's much more fun. Mm. Did you, um, Ellie, when you were younger, did you uh, enrol yourself in uh, any cooking classes? I mean, was that what you did or because you were just a natural that you just didn't need to? Um, I... No, we know I we never did any I never did any cooking classes. It's more mm. macaron thing that we did mm. together. Um yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was always just something that I was kind of learning as I go, mm. teaching myself, like discovering what I liked. I only now, after Bake Off, have sort of thought, Oh, I'd love to do a chocolate course and <laughs> learn a bit more about chocolate and things like that. So um yeah, no, I didn't do anything back in the day, but now I think I'm going to start honing my craft a little more. Mm. Well, it, it is. I mean, some of the technical challenges, and this is showing my obsession with Bake Off, I watch all, <laughs> all, the, different, all the different versions, Australia, Canada, UK, all of them. Yeah. It is very technical and I can imagine, I know they call everyone amateur bakers, but you have to know at least a feeling of something between shoe pastry, all these weird cakes and all this stuff that you don't always get the full recipe for either, which I think is just so mean. But <laughs> I know it's I know it's a competition at the end of the day. But you clearly have to have a good knowledge or well-rounded knowledge of baking before. And it's just amazing how much information there is out there for baking yeah I mean it's it is amazing and you don't sort of realize how much you take I mean I've been baking now for so long and in the kitchen with mum where she's full of all these tips like I don't know folding versus beating like even the way you fold in mixtures together versus you know beating it or whatever implement you use and those kind of things I guess just become ingrained and mm. then you just learn oh this is what you use to this for this but I think that just comes from baking for years whereas someone who goes into bake-off and there are a few that have just started during COVID times and like really become that's very new for them 
I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they trip up on some of those things that they just don't actually know what to do. Whereas I wouldn't think about the way you fold something just because I've been doing it for so long. Yes. Yeah. But you have to, I do think you have to go in there with some kind of knowledge or at least experience baking because there's just so yeah, oh, like you said and the so pressure much. the pressure you're under oh I know but yeah. it's such a nice environment like it's just so it look I'm sure it's not because this is tv <laughs> but it looks very calming as a viewer <laughs> to be in the shed with Maggie beer maybe I, I would imagine Matt Moran's a bit it's a bit more nerve-wracking but Maggie she just seems like everybody's grandmother so you know yeah. You know what? It is, it, it is a mixture of the most calm, gorgeous environment. And like for me especially, a lot of the time I'm baking with children trying to lick the bowl and like scream and just, you know, someone's crying and whatever. So for me to have just sort of silence while everyone's focusing on their bakes was this beautiful thing that I don't normally get. But then at the same time, you have cameras in your face and people asking you questions about it. So, um, but then you're also, there's, you're surrounded by the flowers and all, all these bakers that are also as obsessed with baking as you are. So it's, it's really a mixture of, it's extremes of everything I found, the whole experience. So yes, calm and totally not calm at the same Mm -hmm. time. Um, Tamara, was Ella always creative? I mean, clearly she always always had a flair in the kitchen, but did you could you tell from an early age she was very creative? Yes, yeah, that right from the very beginning. I mean, she would tell stories and then write stories, and her drawings and her art were always very creative. Um, she it was uh, it, it all uh, because I'm not really that way. It was a constant surprise to me as she was growing up. Wow, you know, mm. even even singing and dancing and all of those kind of things. It was always wow. Can mm. she really do that? Mm. But the creative thing was definitely something that I thought, goodness me, where did that come from? Mm. Probably I'm, not her mother. Because you're in the medical field, but obviously you still have a flair in the kitchen. Do you know, is anyone in the family, like grandparents that had that creative flair that she's well, she's got it from? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my mother, was, my mother and father were both creative. They were, my mother was um, a ballet teacher and a dancer in her younger days and she was you know the French Russian ballet ballet mistress completely over the top she did her own ballets and she was very creative in that way and my father was a composer he wrote music Mm. so Mm. there was a creative gene there his brother's an artist and his sister was a sculptor and then On my husband's side, his mother was a singer and also in theatre. So there was always that sort of background. I mean, I'm I'm really the black sheep of the family, I suppose, not Ella, really. <laughs> no, now he's being modest. She's an amazing um, sketcher and drawer. Really? Sketch real-life things, which I always was jealous of. I never could do that. Look at a horse and draw a horse oh, that's in perfect right. form, Mum. So you you have your talent. Mm, obviously, very 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 clever and uh, creative family. <laughs> well, I, I thought I should be able to draw, um, <clears throat> so I did a drawing course, but I gave it away. It was not really a success. I mean, Ella's being kind. Well, I, I guess your life uh, being a gynaecologist. It would be busy. Uh, I was going to say, it would be so super busy. I can't imagine you having much time for. To sit down and draw form. I mean, uh, you know, unless one of your patients wanted to sit there. But, like, you know, y- y- you've got to, you know, it's it's not like it's not like you're sitting down and twiddling your thumbs. You're working hard still. So, and you've got the grandkids as well. So, I, I think you're yeah. okay. <laughs> Did they move to your mum's 
when you went on to Bake Off? No, actually, we we were meant to, when we moved back from New York, we were meant to stay in Perth. But then my husband got a job in Sydney, but we only expected to come to Sydney for a short time. And ah. so we have, we've now stayed and mum's had them for two and a bit years now. And and are you, uh, hard thing maybe in front of your mum to say, are you going to permanently stay or the or the plan is still to eventually move back to Perth? Yeah, the plan is to end up in Perth, just not sure at all when that will be. Mm-hmm. But eventually, we hope. But you're happy, I mean, I know it's hard being away from your parents, but you're happy in Sydney? Yeah, we actually really love Sydney. We've got great friends. We love the school that the kids go to, um, love the area we live in. Yeah, we love it here. It's just we're definitely missing family. The family. And- of the course. cousins, like my sister and brother's kids, it's mm. really, they're so close when we come back to Perth and they play all the time and it's so sad being away from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the next question, Jordana might ask this one because she also lived in New York. Yes. So I think that so- <laughs> she deserves to ask this one rather than me. Uh, <laughs> what was it like living in New York? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it was... It was amazing. It was the best experience, um, one of the best experiences. I've now had quite a few <laughs> great experiences. Um, but we loved it. We, I mean, I, I hear that you either love or you hate New York, but we planned to go there for, I think, two years and then ended up staying for five. Oh, wow. We just, yeah, we loved it there. It was just about, um, at that stage, we were very into our careers and I, and I work in, um, I'm traditionally from an advertising agency background and I just wanted the late night brainstorm sessions and like, you know, 10 cups of coffee, staying up till midnight brainstorming. Now I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the time that's what I wanted. So um, yeah, we moved there and had that for a little while and then had our daughter over there and everything changed mm. and then, yeah, moved home for a more quiet, less exciting Life, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, we were there before also we had kids just after we got married and it was definitely the best time because it was, well, obviously pre-pandemic, New York was definitely mm-hmm. at its peak at that time and I can't imagine having kids there. Like we came home and, and have had our boys since and I can't imagine the lifestyle shift knowing what we have and we're also very spoiled that we have our grandparents around the corner and, you know, five the, minutes away. And the other grandparents. And the other grandparents. So, you know, we we know we're very spoiled in that regard, but we do love going back to visit because it reminds us of a time. No, happy times. Before yeah. having kids. No offence to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Tamara, do, you must have done lots of visits to New York at that time. Yes, yes, I did do a few visits. Um, uh, I can't remember how many times. Four times did I come four and Dad went four. We never went at the same time. Oh, okay. Funnily enough, which was probably, which was probably a good thing. It was good. Yeah, um, you coincided for just for short visits. You know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, With the it was fantastic. Visit. Yes, we used to go to medical conferences as, as well if we could. So it would sort of it would sort of mean that we kind of did the two things together. Yes. It was a good excuse to go to America. Yeah, Both I, good excuses. I was going to say, yeah, it was a good so, excuse when Jordan and really Adam were there. New York. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's tiring and busy and. Was very cold one time when I went there, and very hot another time. So, you know, it's definitely a place of extremes, mm. and I think it's probably a place for young people rather than as you get older. I mean, up and down all the stairs, mm. going to the tray to the subway, and all the rest of it's, gosh, tiring. Walking, 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 walking. Yeah, that, isn't it? Because it? it's just... so easy to walk because it's so flat. You know, mm. that you can, I mm. don't know, walk 20 blocks, 40 blocks, and you don't even know you've done it. Yeah. You know, it's um, so different, mm. so different mm. to living in Sydney. You just can't do that. No. 
I ver- I'm like, oh, no, I can't even. Too healing. It is. Too healing. And you forget, you also get out of the habit of it. You know, I used to walk to work in New York and I was a 15, 20 minute walk. And now you're like, I need to find the closest parking space possible. Yeah, to where you're going. And it's, Which it's is really it's silly. Stupid. stupid. So, you, you know, it, it's, it, sometimes it's a good mentality because it forces you to do things like sit on a subway and not have to stress about traffic or walk and, yeah. you know, enjoy yourself. But mm. again, not so easy to do that if you've got kids. So I admire you for at least having one child in New York. And mm, yeah. Tamara, what was it like becoming a grandmother for the first time? Maybe Ella wasn't wasn't your first grandchild or was your first grandchild? No. No, my other daughter Sophie had the first grandchild. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just one of those one of those life-changing experiences. You, everyone says you're going to love being a grandma, you're going to love being a grandma, and it's, yeah, can't be better than having kids. And then suddenly you've got this gorgeous baby there mm. that um, is, and I mean that all the grandchildren are exactly the same. It, it's, it's wonderful to have them. You can spoil them rotten um, without having to kind of reap the rewards of doing that because, you know, Parents then have to cope with the sugar highs and stuff. And um, you can give them back when yes. they are getting too much. It's just it's just fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been the same for all of them. But that, that first one and the first time you hold that mm. child in your arms, it's just it's just something else and Isn't it really it? is beyond description. Yeah. Mm. I, I remember when Jordana had yeah. Cooper for, you know, that he was the first one and, It was so weird because when he was born, he looked pretty much exactly like Jordana and my son kind of almost rolled in one and it was the weirdest sort of feeling to see this baby, I can hear the cat, you know, that looked exactly like my children. Second one was different. But, yeah, I mean, it's just just amazing. And now you've got six of them. Aren't you lucky? I've got six of them. Yeah. Yeah, very. very. Half of half of them are in Sydney, but that's you know. It seems like they're coming back. Hopefully though. not forever. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, yeah. that must have been really hard having you know the borders shut. Gosh, the minute they were open, were you were you straight there, Ella, or Tamara? Well, like what what happened? Well, we last year were trying from August to get in. We were planning to go last August, and it took us until December for them to agree. Oh. We applied seven or eight times and kept getting turned down, turned down. Mm. And then they let us in and we had to quarantine while we were there um, or isolate for two weeks or something. Oh, gosh. And we, and we, we ended up staying for five weeks, which was great. And then we came back to Sydney and the next week they opened the borders. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's always oh. the way, isn't it? Always the way. <laughs> oh, sh- shame. But anyway, at least, at least they finally let the borders down. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, Ella, what was it like for you adjusting to motherhood? You know, you went to New York to pursue your career and, you know, do those late nights and everything. What was it like for you adjusting to motherhood and sort of putting your career aside for a little while? Mm, um it was, it's interesting in, in New York, um, we, it, it's such a different vibe from Australia. You don't get any maternity, maternity leave. Yeah. yeah. I think I took extra. I ended up taking 13 weeks, which was kind of huge for over there. Which is crazy and, to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think about. And then basically a nanny takes over because that's the whole culture there and it, it's, you go, you just sort of slip back into life, which is kind of really sad. Um, and I, I mean, looking back, I think I had a little spell of postnatal depression or something. I remember really struggling the first time I, le- I didn't want to leave our apartment. And I remember like the first time leaving was really difficult and I was crying and there was, I mean, the birth was a little bit traumatic and there was all kinds of, there were a lot of tears at that time. Um, but then it's just, you go back to life 
at work and you're there all day and someone else is looking after the kid. And then I didn't really realize until having Zeke, my middle child, where it was the exact opposite experience. I had, I stopped working and basically spent a year with him. And only then did I kind of realize how much I missed that mm. with the first one. Um, cause we were in Australia by that time. So mm. I don't know. It was all just this weird mush of, yeah, just craziness with, with Lulu. Um, but I guess something changed because like I said before, I wanted all of that excitement and late nights and then I just wasn't feeling that anymore. Um, so yes, I don't know. Did that answer your question? <laughs> it, it is. It's a hard adjustment because I, I know, I know what you mean. I had the same thing. Cause obviously we came back from New York, which is really, it's, you work hard, you have late nights, whether it's you're at work late nights or you're just out late at night because you can. Ironically, I think we sleep, we go to bed earlier having kids than we did in New York because it's a city that never sleeps, so why would you? Why would you? You know, you're going to waste time. So it is, it's a really interesting adjustment to motherhood because you kind of switch you got to switch that off, but it is hard because sometimes when I think back, I think, oh, it was like such a different, it was such a different life. <laughs> and it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun though, it, you know, but there is a time and a place. Once you have kids, you're too exhausted. You can't do both. You can't do both. Exactly. And it served purpose. It was amazing for what it was, but I'm done with that now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, great memories though. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. And we always talk about going back there and, you know, every time you watch a movie, I don't know if it's the same for you, Jordana, but a movie that's in New York, I get these pangs of just like, oh. I know. Nostalgia. Yeah, we we love any TV show that's set in, not faux set in New York, like actually set in New yeah. York. You can tell the difference. But we've been very blessed. We were able to go back and visit up until the pandemic almost every year. And I do have to thank mum and dad and my yeah. in-laws for taking the kids. We've only taken Cooper once to New York. The rest of the time we've been on our own, which is, I know, so very, very, very spoiled. So I do do now miss it a lot because it's been, yeah, at least three years since we've been back. And it's just funny how quickly you switch back, you know, when you get the chance to go back, you switch back into that old lifestyle again of walking, going to your, like your old hangouts and, you know, I mean, hopefully after the if pandemic, they're still, they're still there. But it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of good memories, but it is very hard to watch New York based without being there. Yes, I know what yeah. that's like. Yeah. And Ella, what how long were you there for? Oh, we were there. How long? Two two and a half years. So 2012 to 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> It it was nice because it was there was also it made it easier to travel to Europe. My sister in law is in Israel, and so as Australians, you know what it's like. You travel twenty four hours to Europe, and you think, okay, well that's just standard. But for us, eight hours, yeah. and we were like, we're there. Yeah. It's great. Whereas mm-hmm. Americans were like, what do you mean you're going to visit family for four days yeah. to Europe? And I was like, it's one flight. This mm-hmm, is great. Mm-hmm. This is the best. Yeah. Best excuse ever yeah. to travel when you yeah. can, but yeah. you know we'll, we'll we'll get back to travel eventually. <laughs> and Ella, what inspired you to go on to the Great Australia Bake Off? Uh, <laughs> um, I guess. Well, the reason I applied for it is because my husband is obsessed with Survivor. And he he said to me a few months ago, um, Ella, you don't mind if I apply for Survivor and just leave you and the kids for 12 weeks, right? And I was like, sure. Um, yes, I mind. Yeah. So I, that then led me to think, well, I'm going to apply for something too if he's <laughs> applying. And the, like I love Bake Off forever. I've loved it. And I looked and they happened to be open for applications for the Australian one. So that's why I started applying but then um what happened when I was applying was that I kind of like from the second that I started applying I started feeling this excited like creative version of myself 
come out with all the application process and writing about the baking and, you know, sending photos. And it was making me really excited. So every time I got through to the next phase, I just kept wanting to do it. And then um, by the by the end, when they called and said I'd made it onto the show, it was just sort of like a surprise that I was like, oh, what? How did this happen? I can't possibly do this show. I'm like, you know, breastfeeding a tiny child and my kids are so tiny um, but yeah, it was, it was sort of an accident how it happened. Uh, and then. But a definite good accident. Definitely a good accident. And I, well, I normally, I, I nearly didn't do it, but then in the end, after sort of a weekend of talking it out with Tim, my husband and mum and like my sister and sister-in-law and just everyone I got involved, <laughs> um, it was sort of, we kind of came to decide that I just had to do it because I've always been creative and um, it just kind of since having kids for five years that that creative version of myself has been a little bit lost and you don't realize it because you're you're loving life and uh, you know I'm loving being mum and all the nappies and the cleaning and the lunches and all of that just be kind of becomes your life but then as I was applying, I realized, wait a minute, there's this like hidden, mm. passionate, creative person hiding there that I want to let loose. And that was ultimately the reason why we decided that I had to do it for me to just like let my creative Ella fly. And then mm. also so that the kids could see their mum doing something mm. awesome. Mm. It's like obviously we all want our kids to do awesome things, but how are they going to know to do that unless we're kind of showing them that? Oh, that's great. It's true. And yeah. obviously, Tim didn't go on Survivor. Oh, he did. He, didn't. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I could. I, I mean, clearly, it's not. It's not my jam. But I, I just think it's so brave for people who volunteer themselves for Survivor. I really. I, I just. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. You know, I'm with you. To my husband, he is. He loves it. He's watched all of them, um, you know, the American ones, Australian ones. He he loves the strategy of it, I think. Hmm. That's what gets him. He wants to just play the game. Um, but, yeah, for me, I mean, not eating for yeah. however long. Oh, no. Just being bugs and the heat. And no, no, no. No, thanks. No, no yours, yours is much, much more better. Much more civilised. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, Tamara, what was it like watching Ella on TV and all her bakes, you know, coming to life? You must have been so proud of her. Oh, it, it was an amazing experience. The the first episode she was actually in Perth, so it was also her birthday. So we had um kind of like a bit of a party in the back garden with family, it was mostly family, and I couldn't believe it. I saw her there and, I mean, she was there in person as well, of course, but mm. to see her there and how calm she was and the creation that she made and how wonderful it looked, I thought, oh, goodness me, that can't be, that can't be Ella. And mm. each time I've watched the episode, I kind of think I have to pinch myself, mm. you know, that, yeah, that's her. That's definitely her, but look at what she's doing and how beautiful it all is. And and, and when she won, I, it, it didn't matter actually. No. Uh, the, the whole journey process and mm. seeing how she went all the way through was, was fantastic. I mean, it was fabulous to see her win, but just watching all those episodes was just the best. Mm. Oh. I can't tell you how mm. fantastic it was. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. Do you have a favourite episode of hers? Um, oh, I, I love them all. Um, <laughs> the first one is the most memorable, I think, with the boob cake. That's um, pretty impressive. Yeah. There, there was a lot of kind of agony into whether that was an appropriate thing to make and all of that kind of stuff, which was uh, the toing and the froing with that. But it mm. was amazing. And that, that was kind of the first glimpse of, of how it was going to be from then on. So I, I, I have to say I think that was my favourite recipe, the favourite episode. I love the one where she made the owl with the 
the owl hanging chandelier one um, with the half moon that collapsed in the heat. But I loved I loved that episode, the fact that she had that one little bit at the end which just was kind of like, oh, never mind. <laughs> but, no, I love them all. I, I, there are some of them, watching her make some of those pastries that she made, particularly the puff pastries and the shoe pastries, which she's not really ever made at home, that they're new additions. I, I, I thought, no, she can't do that. <laughs> but, of course, she, she managed to. I just wanted to eat them. I was, just, mm-hmm. I was sending her messages, why didn't you ever cook any of those for me? <laughs> I want to eat them. Come back home and cook them for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, it was, uh, look, it's hard to single out a, a, a favourite, but I just... They were all outstanding. <laughs> Ella, I have to ask. When, I'm sure. When you were in New York, did you continue baking? Because most people don't often cook when they live in New York. I did Friday night dinners. That was my and she always uh, when it, well, when we were, like or even when she had friends, you know, she was very in, also into theming. Oh yeah, like you know, did theme. wonderful table arrangements, and you know when it was, yeah. you know, the um, you know the football, the final. Oh, uh, I did a foot. Well, I did a yeah. I did a Super Bowl Super related Bowl, one. The and, whole table was laid like a big, you oh, know, wow. field, and it was but, so so fu- so much fun. Well, it was you know and. The difference is you have access to all those things. I had a stationery shop down the road from from work where I worked, and so you know, on a yeah, Thursday, you up so I just many things. Yeah, picked I just up. Go shopping in the stationery shop because I could, and and would choose my theme for a Friday. But most people would come to us, and they were like, "Why are you cooking?" I was like, "I've got a huge oven." I mean, I was very lucky; I had a huge oven, and I loved it. Baking, not so much. I'm not that confident, but. Um, did you continue your baking even in New York? Um, I did, actually. I think that that's also where I, um, like, honed it a little bit for some reason. I'm not sure why I did right. bake a lot more there. Um, I don't know. We kind of became part of this really lovely community and um, everyone was having each other for Friday night dinners and things like that, and it just sort of started once we made a dinner and people were like sort of raved about one of the things I baked, and then I had that pressure of oh now I've got to <laughs> you know keep keep up that uh, that uh, yeah. c- competition or exactly. you know standard so or the standard. Was, yeah, mm. exactly. And then so every time we had people, I just kept trying to bake more and more. And hmm. I think that's where I started doing what doing a lot more baking actually. And obviously, once you were on Bake Off, how did you manage? This the juggle because obviously you said you were breastfeeding your youngest at the time. Mm. How did that all work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was very difficult um, because we don't have family here. They're all in Perth, um, my husband and my family. So Mm. we well the it started with negotiating with the um, the show that like I I really wanted to be on it but I was breastfeeding we needed to figure out a way where it could work and so they were really lovely and let me come home every weekend it was in the middle of lockdown and we weren't no one else was allowed to do that but um I was allowed to because of the breastfeeding situation so I would end up pumping after every challenge in the makeup shed I'd kind of leave the bake run to the makeup (laughs) shed for the 20 minutes that we had in between things and then you know, leave the milk in the fridge and kind of run back to the shed. Um, and that's what I did for the whole time I was there. But then back at home, we interviewed a bunch of people to be a nanny to help Tim with the kids. Um, the two older ones were in daycare uh, for, you know, I think three, four days. Um, yeah, it just kind of worked. It was a crazy time that my husband will use against me for the rest <laughs> of my life. But he made it work and I, I wouldn't have been able to if he wasn't so supportive of me doing it the whole mm. time. Like I really probably wouldn't have done it in the end, but he was very pro and, you know, pushing me to just do awesome things and take experiences and all of that. And, um, yeah, because I kept – sometimes I had to remind him, I was like, look, this was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, it worked out in the end, thank God. And oh, um, yeah. Great, yeah. And and Tamara, did you love seeing how Ella brought her family life and Jewish traditions into the Bake Off tent? Yes, I did. I, I, I love that. I, um, it, it's so Ella having the children as the cent, the children and things that they love and do as part of the centre of it and and seeing her bake some of the things that we bake together um, was, great, was great. I loved it. I mm. thought that was a really great thing for her to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was special, really. Mm. Mm. Are you one of those people, do you make your challah on a Friday night? Yes. Usually, usually, usually. I admire it. I do. If I make it, I eat eat all the leftovers. So I, over the last few months, I've been desperately trying not to do that. So I then buy them, and I'm not so tempted to demolish the leftovers because they're not as good as yours. They're not as good as yours. I do like to make. Do you do it, Ella, as well? But never just ordinary. There has to be something a bit different. Oh, well, that mm. sourdough or something oh, a bit different. As, yeah. Of course. Why? Why yeah. keep it simple? <laughs> um, I love to make my own. It sort of becomes something that I do with the kids. Um, so it will be if I'm if I'm prepared for sort of the, if I'm in a mood for the kitchen to just be trashed then it'll be a really nice Friday activity. Um, yeah, depends on my mood. We've got also when we make when we make challah, we'll make a bunch of them so I can freeze them for the times where I'm not in the mood for a really messy kitchen. And uh, can That's I ask, do you see potential in any of your children? Like do you see any of them at the moment becoming like you? Like they have this passion for, you know, creating, you know, or being in the kitchen? Um, I mean, they love, they love it. They love baking. They get really excited every time I tell them that we're going to bake something. So yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it will come from me. I feel like they're so young as Mm. long as I'm just encouraging them to, to join me and do fun things. And they see me baking, you know, not just simple versions of things, but we make them fun and creative. I think, I, I mean, I hope that I'm making them like excited and mm. wanting to go into that. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> it is, it's a nice, look, it is a fun activity, but yes, you, you do have to accept that the kitchen is going to be a mess, a mess and three times messier than if you did it yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Much more time consuming. Oh, it the is. Children as well. It mm. is. It's, yes. It requires a, a lot more patience. Yes. Yeah. Which we often don't not, have not always in the mood for it <laughs> yeah and I always make the mistake I make the healthy version of things and so we make an effort to make all Ooh. these things and then the boys are like I don't like it I don't like it like, okay <laughs> thanks you know like she's we'll eat of, it then you know slaved over something and they get, they t- they sort of take a they little know. bite and they go oh yuck don't like this they know <laughs> I try hide things it's my fault it's my fault um What's next post-winning Bake Off? Are we going back to writing? Are we staying with the writing and keeping a baking as a a hobby on the side? <laughs> um, or maybe a cookbook? Oh, well, I um, there are so many things that I feel that I want to do and just so little time to do it. So I'm not sure. I feel that I need to kind of, with with work, I, li- I really love what I do and I want to keep going with the copywriting side of things. But with work and then the kids, it leaves me a very small window for whatever's going to come next. Um, so I just want to make sure that the thing I do, the thing I'm committing to, I, I just kind of am all in for that because I don't really have time to do lots of different things, but because there are so many different things in my head, I'm not really sure what to do, but I do know that I, I have, I've now kind of awakened this 
passionate beast inside me mm-hmm. and I need to I need to bake I need to do something with it so something will be happening I'm just not sure what it is yet <laughs> what and when stay tuned mm. yeah. stay and, tuned watch this space yeah, yeah. and and to uh, both of you what's your favorite to make obviously cake slash dessert Tamara Uh-oh. what's yours Again, it's really hard to single one thing out. Um, I mean, I f- for me, things for me to make, the only baking thing that I make with any kind of reliability that I know is going to be great almost every time I do it is scones. Um, sometimes my cakes are good. Sometimes my desserts taste good. Sometimes they don't. So I'm, I'm not... A reliable baker, but but the, but the scones are scones are obviously uh, make scones. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah, pretty nice. Not really dessert, but mm. um, I'll pull them out whenever I have an opportunity because I know I can make them. Mm. Mum scones are famous. Oh, really? They are for any event. She always has to make the scones with mm. jam and cream, mm. and you've never tasted a better scone. Oh, really? I say mm. that. Yeah, they they are delicious. We might have to do a trip to Perth yes. for that. Yes, yes, and try. try I love a good scone. <laughs> yes, me too. That's a long long way for a scone, but maybe it's worth it. And Ella, I, I'm sure that's really hard for you to probably pin down one thing, or is there just one thing that you love making and then love eating? Um, it is really hard to pin down one thing. I don't. Um, ooh, I mean, I make a. One of our family friends makes this delicious cheese babka, mm. which I actually made on the show. But it's a sweet cheese. It's not. I know you're picturing cheddar or something. It's no. like a sweet, cheesy orange babka, and it is the most delicious thing. Um, so I love making that. I don't make it often because it takes a while. But mm. when I do. I love it and eat mm. too much. <laughs> That's always the hard thing with baking. Yes, yeah. definitely. My husband is definitely complaining that there's too much food mm-hmm. in the house nowadays. And then you've got to eat it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll definitely taste it. How much of it he eats is on him. Mm. That's but true. He has to, he has to try it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a nice, sweet way of finishing. Proper, you know. Yes, we'll move on to the all about us lightning round section. So, one word to describe your relationship when Ella was a teenager. Oh, oh, like besties, Mum. Right? Yeah, I reckon besties is a good word for it. Yeah, that's nice. We always have been, really. And one word to describe your relationship now in adulthood after having kids. Same, same, same. still still besties, <laughs> still yeah. still besties. Yeah, yeah, we just just fit together very easily. Mm. We do. Mm. What characteristics yeah. do you think Ella has of you? Well. We we always say my um, my sunny disposition. Um, whenever she's telling me, "Oh, why have I got your hair?" or "Why have I got your knees?" or something, I say, "But you've got my sunny disposition." Oh, that's nice. So I have to say my sunny disposition. <laughs> that's very that's very nice. So Ella, what do you th- what characteristics do you think you got from your mum besides her hair or the knees or <laughs> and the sunny pos- disposition? Um, yeah, I mean. I think that I definitely got my, um, you know, ambitious, independent woman side from mum, just seeing her, you know, she's always been, she's always worked, she's like high in her field, Um, she's a strong, powerful baller doctor, you know. I just, uh, I think never kind of letting anything stop her from following her dreams kind of vibes, that's, I think I've definitely got that from her. I will say. Very nice. What's the most memorable moment in your relationship? <laughs> oh, well, for me, I mean, that look, uh, there are lots of them. <laughs> but 
I have to say, because recent memories obviously are foremost in, in your mind, that watching her on the on the bake off has definitely been up there. Mm. I I I can't at this moment in time see past it, even though I know that there have been many over the years. But that <laughs> that's been a great one. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's pretty it's pretty memorable. I was gonna say pretty nice to have in your memory bank Fair there. <laughs> Ella, what about yeah. for you? Uh, um the the very first thing that I thought of is I used to be so shy when I was little. I was like painfully shy. And then my mum enrolled me in uh, singing and dancing to the John Young Talent School. Oh, yes. And, yeah. And I was always felt so shy and everyone was so, so like good. And I was also, um, I didn't have the body of a dancer really when I was younger. And I just used to get really nervous and stressed out. And mum said to me, at one concert, and it's actually amazing that I remember this because I feel like since having kids, my memory is is just gone from my <laughs> childhood. But this always stands out because I think about it all the time. She said to me once, because I was crying right before we were going to go on stage, she said, Ella, you are magnificent, not like those skinny little tarts. <laughs> and like that has become my mantra a little bit, and I um, – I don't say it in those words to my five-year-old sure. anymore, but at, but I, you know, it's so true. And she just gave me that. Yeah, confidence. Was, yeah, that love that and confidence. confidence. Isn't that yeah. nice? Which, which then I guess leads me on to who gives the best advice? <laughs> We're both actually pretty terrible. We, whenever we ask each other anything, it's, oh, I don't know, good, you know, good point either <laughs> side. We're really bad at it. We okay. usually go to our to my sister in law, mum's daughter in law, Martine, who gives the she, best. Oh, she gives the best advice. She sets, you know, she's great at yeah. making decisions. She sets us straight. She she knows what to say, what to do. So she's really good at that. Oh, that's good. It's always good, good to yeah know who to yeah, go so, to. So he's not bad either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Sophie's not bad either. What's True, I, yeah. a bit more decisive than we are. <laughs> So is that the best advice that your mum's ever given you? Because you clearly, as much as it was a memory for you, but you've clearly kept that with you throughout your life. So it's obviously that was, I mean, that was good advice that she gave you. I mean, I think that is, that was amazing advice. And I think that every little child needs to, you know, Mm. know that, no, you are amazing. And to like not think about anyone else, you are amazing and just you do you. So really that, that is, and I, yeah, I mean, we're trying to teach our kids the same thing. That's obviously. very nice. Yeah, that's really lovely. Yeah, uh, and how many times? Because this has got for very really. How many times do you call each other? Or how many times a day do you call each other? <laughs> Lots. Lots. It, it depends if you count the five times a day that she doesn't answer the phone. But um, <laughs> we speak to each other pretty well every day. Um, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tamara, are you the one who calls the most then if you get the, the unanswered phone calls? Um, yes, I think that's probably fair enough to say that. <laughs> yeah. We have a routine. Um, I, call, I call when I'm driving to work, so I, I don't have other things interfering in that telephone call, but obviously Ella sometimes does and the time the time difference makes a difference mm, yeah. too. So yes, because when she's at home with the kids, it's, it's too difficult. Hopeless. Sometimes she rings me when she's in the car. Yes, you know, yeah. we we are car speakers. <laughs> Thank goodness we can do that now. Yeah, I do that mm. all the time. Even yeah, if absolutely. I'm on the way to Mum's house, I'll ring her on the way, <laughs> and she'll say, "Oh, I'm here yeah. now. I'm here now. Yeah. I'll okay. continue this inside." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is good. Is there anything you've always wanted to ask or tell each other but never have? Oh, wow. I don't think so. Ella Ella knows how I feel about her. She knows that I think she's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, we have always been a family that that expresses our emotions to each other, 
not a day would go by where we don't all say I love you to each other. I would say forever. It's always been like that. Um, That's so nice. I, I I think I t- I think I tell her how I feel, and I can't think of anything else that she doesn't know that I would say. Mm. Yeah, I just now. <laughs> Same for me. I think that we just sort of. Yes, I mean, my <laughs> Tim is always saying, "What are you guys talking about?" When we're talking for so long, like, because he's not a phone person, he can't stand being on the phone, and sort of gets annoyed that that I spend so long just talking to mum and my sister about absolutely nothing. But I guess that means that's you know we don't have anything new to say to each other because we just yeah. say it whenever it comes into our head. Yes. So yeah. It's better that way because when you catch up, you know, being separated obviously between New York and now Sydney and Perth, it means you don't spend the time when you are physically together catching up on things that have already happened because you've spoken to each other every day. It's a much uh, it's a much easier way of doing things so that you can enjoy the time that you have together. So that you can just tell him that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's a yeah. good one. Making it easier for the Making next trip. Making it easier for the visits, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was such a delight meeting you both and hearing about you, Tamara, with, you know, your amazing career and life and your joy of your children and grandchildren and obviously, Ella, what you've achieved in life, you know, to be so young still is um, is quite incredible thank you it was really lovely thank you <laughs> and we look forward to seeing what yes. happens next with yeah. the baking yes we watch watch uh, you in the future and and wishing you all the success with whatever yeah venture you you take next time thank you thanks so much yes i will let thank you know yeah. where it goes thank you Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.